going on, Bulls Nation? Welcome in to CHGO Bulls Post Game, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download their app and be sure to use promo code CHGO when you sign up. I'm Matt Peck. You can follow me on Twitter at Bulls underscore Peck. My guys, Big Dave at Bow B A W L Sports. Joining us from down under, it's our guy Mark K. Follow him on Twitter at MK Hoops, and our pound producer Joey is with us as well. Follow him on Twitter at Joey Spathis. Bulls win, but before we get into that real quick, Joseph, you were working with our Cubs crew at CubsCon yesterday. How was it? Y'all have a good time? Yeah, it was great. Awesome. It was my first Cubs convention. A lot of fun. Good company with CHO. How many times did people yell at Ricketts to bring Sammy Sosa back? Uh, I actually was not at the like panel, so but I heard I heard he was booed a little bit. So. Wait, did, did you see any player that you were excited to see? Yeah. Who did you see? I saw a couple that I was excited to see. All the all the players I saw, I was excited to see. Such a Wesneski, Keegan Thompson, Tucker Barnhart, Albert Alzali, Justin Steele, and Jameson Tyone. Nice. Boom. For all you Cubs fans out there who are also Bulls fans tuning in, check out their amazing coverage of Cubs convention from over the weekend. Bulls beat the Golden State Warriors 132-118 is the final in yet another game without DeMar DeRozan. Resting again today, Dave, you called it. You guessed that he would sit these three games before they head to Paris. Hopefully he'll be good to go for that Paris game. He's playing. Didn't need him tonight, thankfully. Bulls offense finally got their ish together. Mm -hmm. A lot of solid ball movement, a very high team assist number in this one, but Mm -hmm. it was the big man, Nikola Vucevic, who led the way with a 43 Mm -hmm. career hiing point, a career high tying 43 points Mm -hmm. on 18 of 31, including five of 10 from downtown. Oh, and by the way, he also chipped in 13 boards, four dimes and four steals. That's a game from your starting center, Dave. Yeah. I'm going to keep mine short because I know there's, more uh, Vooch love that needs to be given by my man, Mark K. That's true. Um, but he played also played 39 minutes. And I really like when Vooch plays a lot of minutes for this team, man. They early and often, they made the decision that Vooch is who they're going to play through. They mm-hmm. made that decision early and often. Um, post-entry passes were not a problem today. <laughs> that was great to see. It was every time down the floor, Nikola Vucevic was involved in the offense, whether he was setting the screen, whether he was getting the ball on the elbow, whether he was uh, getting the ball at the three-point line, whether mm-hmm. he was posted up, didn't matter. He was involved in every aspect of the offense, which was awesome to see. For, like you said, 43 and 13. But, again, when you do stuff well like that and you involve the big man, that trickles into the defense. He also had four steals as well. So he played really, really well tonight. They do not win this game without that kind of effort from Vooch, man. And hopefully we see more of it going forward. I'm I'm still up in I'm still choosing how I should uh how I should react here. Do I want to be arrogant and a douchebag about this, or do I just want to be logical and provide the facts as to how things played out? Hmm. I'm not. I'm undecided. I'm undecided. I'm looking at Vooch's three-point attempts, his three-point attempt rate, the fact that a lot of this stuff happened on face-up jumpers, a lot of this stuff happened in pick and roll and not in the post. I'm sitting here wondering, should I go come after the old heads that wanted to post him up every single possession? But I'll ignore that for the time being. But to your point, Dave, like this was <laughs> this was a perfect Vooch game in a lot of ways. And this was good recognition by the Bulls as well. Like they're playing against a smaller front court. Like this isn't a team that really has a backup center. Uh, Looney, six foot eight. J- J- Draymond Green, what, like six foot six. This is a game where you should be taking advantage of Vooch. And they did. So, so credit for them for having that game plan in place. And, you know, particularly Io and uh, Io Caruso and Zach, the way they were feeding uh, Vooch particularly off like those pick and rolls the way they were sort of hitting him when he would roll into the paint or when he would pop out to the three-point line those above, above the break threes the way the the guards were sort of fighting to Vooch tonight was a clear difference in what was seen in the past so whether that is sustainable probably not given that it's we're going on almost a, a year or two with Vooch in place now and we haven't necessarily seen consistent you know ability to find him when in his spots but uh, yeah, really great effort from Vooch. The way the guards found Vooch as well tonight, I thought uh, was exceptional. So, really, really good game. But this, can I, can I, can I, can I be annoyed for one second, guys? Can I be annoyed for one second? Like this is Save a game, space, Mark. Where... 
the game which shits me to tears because I'm like, why can't you do this every single time? Why do you give me this effort against the Golden State Warriors, who admittedly haven't been good on the road, but are still a really good team? Their starting vibe is one of the best starting vibes in the NBA. How can you play like this against the Golden State Warriors then lay an absolute egg against the uh, Washington Wizards or play like you did against the OKC Thunder. I've got a freaking hat here. I'm not wearing a hat, but I've got a hat as a prop here. I'm going to freaking throw it because I want to see more of this. Why, do you, why don't there you do this is. more often? You're four games, four games under 500, but I know you can do this more consistently, but you don't. Why? It's annoying. It's annoying. So yes, we should be rejoicing. I'm very thankful they won this game, but damn, this team is annoying. Fair. I think it's fair to feel that way. This, you know, people in the comments, as soon as they hopped in, were saying, you know, this this team just makes your brain hurt because you don't understand how they could play to this level uh, sometimes, even without their go-to guy, DeMar DeRozan, in a game like this against an opponent like that. And and then, you know, you lose games to Washington and OKC earlier this week. Mm -hmm. But, you know, looping back to Vooch, who clearly was leading the way, um, I saw, I think it was Niles in the comments saying, I, I just want to say I've been talking about playing through Vooch more forever. Um, uh, I, clearly, a lot of people in the comments are talking about how the Bulls need to use Vooch more after a win like that and a performance like that. We were talking, I believe, after their loss to OKC, and you were saying, man, Vooch had 14 shots. Yeah. On, a night when Vooch, or on a night when DeMar is resting... Yeah. Yeah, 14 shots sounds like a lot, but for your starting center who is also uh, an all-star caliber player who's not washed, right. a lot of people think Vooch is washed. No, he's just taking a lesser role on this team oftentimes because of Zach and DeMar. He also had only 14 in their loss to the Washington on Monday. Yes. Tonight, 31. Yes. He took more than twice as many shots tonight as he did in those two L's combined. He had more field goal makes than he had field goal attempts. In those games you're talking about, 14 and 14, 18 tonight. Um, it was just great to see, man. I, I just I just love the decision early on to say this is it. We're going to do this. It wasn't picking and choosing the spots throughout the game and figuring out the flow of the game and how it went. Let's see how they react to this. Let's see how we run this. No. Him, ball, if that's it. That's it. We'll run it through that. We'll see how it goes to everyone else. And it, I feel like it worked well for other guys around him. I don't know if it made – I'm not going to sit here and say it made them shoot better, but I thought they had better rhythm because, like I keep saying, Vooch is the best passer in your starting five. He's your best passer. So if you're going to give him the ball, give him the opportunity to facilitate as well. Allow him to do that and find those open shooters. Because even if he doesn't find the shooter, the next pass will. You know what I mean? Like, allow him to do that so they can rotate the ball. They have several possessions where we said, damn, that's a great offensive possession right here. Mm -hmm. Because the ball started with Vooch, and he kicked it out, and then it rotated. Or he kicked it out, and there goes an easy shot for you. So, guys like, I think Patrick Williams benefited from it. And Ayo DeSumo and Caruso, uh, those kind of guys kind of benefited from having him facilitate uh, in that way, man. And, yeah, this is, honestly, this is kind of what I want to see more of. And what I talked about uh, that day up probably a month ago, where it, I kept saying it wasn't so much in the post that I was mad at. I was like, but he has to have the ball to facilitate because he is the best passer and the highest IQ player on the floor. So he's got to have the ball, allow it to run through him. And if you can do that, I think good things happen when you do those things. And this is one of the examples tonight. Yeah, look, I, I definitely don't disagree. I guess what I'm trying to understand is how much of this is sustainable or how much we want to see this going forward and, and how much of this is just a, a virtue of one playing against a smaller front court, as I mentioned, or playing without one of your your main guys in DeRozan. Like how much of, of this is sustainable? And do you, I guess the other thing, like the byproduct of this is when you have Vooch so involved in a game, then that obviously takes possessions away from guys like Patrick Williams and Ayo DeSumo, which is something I'm fine with, but I know something a lot of fans that, uh, you know, bothered a lot of fans is like, why isn't Pat involved more on ball? Why isn't Pat involved more in screens and those sorts of things? So I guess my point is, if we want more of this from Vooch, then it's going to have to come come away from other pieces of the offense, which is fine. But it just means like, how do you balance it all? So that, that's the question that I have now. Like if this is something that they want to do more of, like playing through a Vooch, whether that's in pick and roll face-up games or even in the post, like the old heads want him to do, like 
where do you balance this all out of uh, all out from so like that's that's the interesting part and why i like you know talking about the bulls is because this is the sort of things that we can sort of discuss in detail but like i still feel like this was something that was matchup dependent and this is what you need to do like against teams that have small front courts you should be going absolutely to Vooch every single time. Like when they do, when they play against the Celtics or play against whoever it is that has a smaller front line where Vooch has clear advantages, like that's the Knights you need to utilize him. And you would have thought against OKC, who virtually has no center or no respectable center on that roster, like that would have been a good game. Or even against the Wizards, who <laughs> were without what was Pazingas and Gafford, I think, last time we played them. Like their games, which you should have gone through Vooch. Why they don't? I don't know, Dave. Like that's like that's the question I, I I don't understand this team with, and why I threw my freaking hat before. Like I I don't understand where things are so or why things are so all so all over the place. Like is that coaching? Is that on the players? Why are they so hot and cold on certain elements of the of the game? And I guess that's you know this is we're talking about Vooch here, this one instance. But you can t- like just draw back and t- take this entire example beyond this thing. Like this team is so hot and cold on so many aspects of things they do, whether it's defense, offense, whatever it is, or how or who who they use, how they use them. They're so inconsistent. I, I don't really have a good answer for it, to be honest with you. And and, that, and that's it right there, Marque. Like it's so inconsistent, it's hard to find an answer because you can point to pockets yeah. of it and say, okay, it, it worked well or it didn't work well within this pocket, but there's no full example. That's why I thought tonight was super important because this is a full example of how well it can actually work. And like you said, Marquet, when they when they have those opportunities to go up against those smaller teams, because again, the Wizards and OKC aren't the only teams who had those smaller front courts that the Bulls did not abuse, mm-hmm. and they wouldn't do it for some reason. I have no idea either, Mark. I, I don't know why, but I feel like this is a great example to look and say, "Hey, they're small." Or how about Vooch is better than Looney? You yeah. know what I mean? How about that? How about there are plenty of centers he's better than. So you should be running this more and more through him. If it starts to not work, okay, then you can go ahead and try something else. And I think you raise a, a great point, Marque, because as far as like how does it work in balance, because we're seeing this without the full lineup. We're seeing this without DeMar DeRozan. Right. So we don't have any idea, like he's saying, if going into him, will it be consistent enough for it to work? I'm saying I, let me see it. And they haven't shown me enough to say, let me see it. This is the only time I've, like, really, really seen it, even though DeMar wasn't there. But I, I just need to see it first before I can say, okay, fine, it doesn't work. Yeah, and look, the, the, another big difference here is that it's often been a Vooch-Levine pick-and-roll, which is very different to the dynamics of a Vooch-DeRozan pick-and-roll. Not to say that a DeRozan-Vooch pick-and-roll can't work or isn't you know equally as devastating, but... There's different ways the defense has to sort of gear itself when facing a Levine, Vooch pick and roll than the way they do DeMar uh, Vooch pick and rolls. Like he can go under DeMar, uh, DeMar Vooch pick and rolls. He can't go under on a, on a screen set for Zach Levine, for example, because if he do, he's just going to rise up and take that pull-up three. And we know how freaking good he's been shooting the three of late. Like in the second half, the, a lot of the times the uh, the Warriors were starting to send two to the ball on, on Zach and that was sort of allowing Vooch to be that guy at the nail and you're playing four on three advantage basketball in, in, that, in those instances. And when you do get that situation where Vooch does get the ball at the free throw line and he has an advantage, we know what he can do from a passing perspective. So I think that's something to consider as well here that a, lo- a lot of what we've been seeing is Levine-Vooch combination, which is not something you, you generally do get when DeMar is around. And again, I'm not saying DeMar should be off ball or the way they've been playing when DeMar is on on the team or in the lineup is wrong because we all know how freaking good DeMar is. But it's just a different look. So like coming back to the sustainability thing, like are we going to have more Levine, Vooch pick and roll once DeMar is back? And if so, like what is the the flow and effect of that? How does that impact the team? So it's all interesting to talk about, but um, I'm, I'm just trying to work out how much of this is a one game thing or a, you know, a matchup, matchup specific thing versus this is how it should be. Right. Um, Eco being in the comments saying you can't expect Vooch to score like this every night. And Luis in the comments following saying, I don't think anyone is. Yeah, that's not what this is about, right. but you know, Figuring out how to best utilize your offensive pieces in a scenario where you're without DeMar for a few games. Like, obviously, looking back on this past week and two very winnable games that turned out to be losses, maybe we're sitting here wishing that they had tried to get Vooch more involved 
in those games earlier this week, and we're not necessarily saying you need to get Vooch 30 shots a game right. or expect him to score. You know, he's not Will Chamberlain. We're not expecting a game like this to now all of a sudden make Bulls fans say, oh, well, you know, Vooch can score 40. Let's have Vooch score 40 every night. Right. No, it's about finding the right way and the right balance to make these pieces complement one another, like you were saying, Mark, as far as some of the two-man game stuff that exists and, and what we can see from the Vooch-Zach two-man game that works in, in different and perhaps in some ways better ways than, than DeMar. That being said, I, you know, it, it wasn't a great night for Zach to punish anybody going under screens because he was just one of eight from downtown. But, you know, that's, that's an anomaly. He was on fire last week. He'll be on fire again. And I don't know if there are any Bulls fans out there thinking that Vooch playing like this and getting this many touches and this many shots comes at a detriment to Zach because I don't necessarily think it is. I mean, Zach did not have an efficient night shooting, but I don't think it's because he wasn't in the flow of the offense and felt detached mm. from the offense because it was a Vooch night. Right. I, th I just think Zach had an off shooting night because you know what Zach did do is he got to the free throw line 14 times. Hello. Just like he got double-digit free throw attempts in the game earlier this week. Mm. That's still Zach Levine doing what he can do. Yes. And, you know, he said it even had a little bit of something to do with that, uh, that hand injury that's been bugging him that he played again through today. Mm. Well, you know, if my shot's a little off because my hand kind of hurts, what I can still do is get to the rim. And yes. he got to the rim and drew more free throw attempts today. Yes, so, did. like... He and Vooch, I thought, worked well together today as this team's two biggest offensive pieces. Yeah, and Zach credited him for recognizing, oh, this is Vooch's game. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Let me take a step back here, and where can I uh, get involved in? Let me facilitate, you know, and do those things. Because, listen, uh, I like how you're saying that. Like, man, it's a tough game. It's a bad game. And uh, what's awesome is a bad game for Zach is 27-9-6. and six. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's a game you're like, oh, man, he was off. 1-8, man, with two turnovers. Like, and he played 40 minutes. You know, like, those things are awesome for Zach Levine. No, and he was doing it within the flow. Like, I didn't really see him try to start forcing stuff. Mm -mm. Like, I've been seeing these past couple games where he's just like, I got to do it, I got to do it, got to do it. You didn't see that. It looked more smooth. Um, maybe it's because, um, as you mentioned, that pick and uh, roll, a pick and pop, he, he and Vooch run a lot. Maybe it's because he had the ball in his hands more. I don't know. But I just know it looked more fluid for Zach Levine tonight. And I just want to see more of that, even with DeMar DeRozan there. You know what I mean? I don't want him to start forcing those things. Everything, just, everything can be smoother for this team. You know, it can be. They, they proved it to me tonight that they can actually do entry passes. Like, I was questioning it, you know what I'm saying, after the OKC game. Like, I was really questioning it. And then I'm watching Caruso find Vooch, like, deep in the post, you know, for an entry pass. Like, I'm seeing this happen. I'm like, oh. You guys can do these things. Okay, Zach can do more than just shoot threes all day. What I do like, though, is he took eight threes. You know, even though he hit one of them, he still took eight threes. Mm -hmm. But he still scored. Yeah. You know what I mean? It didn't mm -hmm. mean I'm not scoring tonight. It just means my shot isn't one. I'm going to do it other ways, man. Right. That's important for guys like Zach Levine, man, because he always talks about I can do it all. You know, I can multifaceted player. This is kind of what we want to see more of, Mark it's, it's him being this kind of player where it's not forced, but it's more smooth and more in rhythm, and that will always help the Bulls. Yeah, and it's just continued a theme that we've seen since the Minnesota game, really, where his decision-making in those pick-and-roll situations has been really good. Like six assists tonight, Caruso seven assists, Iohardi six assists. Like the decision-making in those situations was really good, but in specific to Zach, like there has been that noticeable shift since that Minnesota game where he's just been making the simple right reads every single time. Like if you go back and look at his assists tonight, like the, there's nothing special there. There's no like highlight Chris Pauls, LeBron James, you know, Nikola Jokic type plays or possessions out there. Like he's literally just, uh, you know, they're running simple pick and roll. As soon as they get the double comes, he slips the ball to, to DeVuch or whoever's there. One simple read one simple pass, making the, the right pass. And then like, that's how he's racking up his assists from there. Like he's not doing anything crazy off the bounce or anything like that. So he's just making the right simple play. And, and that's just been Zach more generally. Like that's in respect to his passing game, but even his offense has been very, uh, you know, simplistic in the sense like a lot of his shots are coming at the rim or they're coming from the three point line. There hasn't been much of the, uh, you know, mid range nonsense as we, as we, you know, like to detest and a lot of the shots that we do like he has been taking. So from that standpoint, Zach has just been playing a good, simple game, good, smart basketball for the most part, which to your point, Dave, is exactly what we want to see. 
we got to take our first break here on post game. Coming up after the break, I see plenty of y'all in the comments talking about Kobe White and the game he had. We got to get what Dave thinks about that, which we will do. Also, just the Bulls in general with some solid defense hounding Steph and Draymond and the Warriors into lots of turnovers tonight, mm-hmm. working in their favor. We'll get to all that and more, plus some super chats coming up after the break. While we are sharing words from our friends and sponsors, do us a favor and hit that thumbs up button. It's right there. Looks like a thumb. Right underneath this little camera shot right mm-hmm. here. Hidden thumbs. One, two. Give me all them <laughs> thumbs. We love thumbs. Uh, today's episode of Post Game brought to you guys by our friends at ComEd. The ComEd Energy Efficiency Program committed to helping families and businesses in the communities they serve save money and energy. ComEd offers free facility assessments that can help find energy-saving opportunities, whether it's lighting, HVAC systems, commercial kitchen equipment, or industrial processes. An authorized engineer can work with you to develop a detailed assessment plan specific to your goals and needs. These can be done in person or virtually and last approximately two hours. Within three to four weeks, customers will receive a report detailing energy efficiency projects that they can start working on immediately. Each recommendation will include estimated energy savings, cost savings, project cost, potential incentives, and simple payback. So here's what you do. Don't wait. Get started saving money and energy today for energy for energy saving tips and to schedule your free facility assessment. Go to comed.com slash powering biz. That's B-I-Z biz. Comed.com slash powering biz or if you're ready to sign up for your facility assessment you can also call comed at 1-855-433-2700 during normal business hours to speak with a comed energy efficiency program representative also email available email business ee at comed.com or request an assessment online or their website comed.com slash facility assessment smooth joseph what time is it game time who quick swift how do you like say it. game time who in French? It's <laughs> a question for Joey. Joey would know. <laughs> because I, I don't know. Game time. But I do know. I do not know either. Not, <laughs> I really thought he was going to give me a word. Just make up what. But game time is the hottest new ticket in sight. Makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets to sports, concerts, and shows. Have you ever dreamed of sitting at the seat you thought you never could? 50-yard line court time behind on plate. Floor seats at the concert. It's all possible with the game time Biggest last-minute price drops can be found on the seats you thought you could never, ever buy. You won't find better deals this season to go see the Chicago Bulls, y'all. And just like here at CHGO, it's created by the fans and for the fans and and guarantees the lowest price out there. So, if you love CHGO. And we know you do. Mm, Own it. Then you'll love game time. The best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description. Join the over 15 million people who have downloaded the game time app and score the best seats to all your favorite events. Because Mark K, what time is it? Game time. Ooh, violence. There you go. <laughs> is that what you just there it did? is in French. Get ready, Paris. We're coming for you. Oh, man. With our obnoxious (laughs) Americans using Google Translate. Um, Oh, man. Big Dave. (laughs) Yes, sir. You know who didn't need any help translating tonight? Kobe White. Oh! Because his game spoke for itself. Mm-hmm. You want to talk about Kobe? I want Little to bit. listen to you talk about Kobe. Oh, do you? After that game. Do you want to hear me say some things? I do. About young Alec Jacoby White. Jacoby! First of all, I didn't realize how much I was talking about Kobe White Stevens until I looked at my comments on, on Twitter and I just see people like, Dave's been talking about this all night. Dave's been talking about this for a long time. Oh, a lot You're of the Kobe White stands people's champion. Well, I appreciate that, man. <laughs> I just I just wanted to bring light to that man's defense, man. On both sides of the ball, ladies and gentlemen, he's been playing absolutely so much better. He has tightened up the little tiny things that was stopping him from being like a really good player. Honestly, turning the ball over, decision making, bad defense, not knowing when to make the right play. You know what I mean? Like those little tiny tiny things we're really stopping him and hindering his progress. It wasn't the shooting I was concerned with. We know he can do that. It's going to come on. We know he's going to do those things. 
But those little stuff will keep you out of the lineup. Man, his handles so much better. Ooh, man. So much better. He made a play tonight where I said, damn, when I told you, I said, man, that is a true NBA move that yeah. he just made right there. His handles on some of his paths to the rim tonight, yeah, including impressive finishes at the rim yes. once he got there. Yes. Man, look like a different player than oh. the Kobe that we're used to seeing. Whole different player, man. And, of course, on the defensive end, he was doing his thing. Fighting over screens, sticking to his man, just getting on their nerves, using his size. And we've seen him using his, his size also to now go in and start to grab rebounds. He's doing that stuff as well. So he's figuring it out. And I like watching it so much because it makes me feel so goddamn good <laughs> that this man is getting so much better, especially on the defensive end, man. I'm just, I'm, I'm just really happy for him that he's finding that place of comfort for himself within his game, man, because it's starting to show, and now you can depend on him. Now Billy Donovan doesn't mind putting him in in the fourth quarter, mm -hmm. giving him long stretches of time because he is starting to deliver, not just offensively, but also defensively, man, and making the right plays also in transition and when they're actually running a half-court offense. Great job, Jacoby. 26 minutes off the bench tonight, Mark. Mm, 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 mm. Yeah, yeah. Kobe was really good. And look, I say this as someone that has been a, uh, a negative Kobe fan, let's say. Um, and I do wonder in you know two years' time if the disingenuous Bulls fans amongst our fan base when he's playing for the San Antonio Spurs and averaging 25 points a game, whether they're going to pretend like they're all in on Kobe the whole time. But nonetheless, nonetheless, we need to give Kobe his flowers because it wasn't just today. It wasn't just like the last week. He's been really good since essentially December, basically. The start of December. Like the last 15, 20 games, uh, he's been doing something to impact these games. Whether it's been his shooting on certain nights, whether it's been his playmaking on certain nights. And like you said, Dave, his defense has really sort of started to come around this season. So he has been, for the most part, a plus player in my eyes. I don't, I don't necessarily know what the advanced metrics say, or even in this game today, for example, he was a minus, I don't know, seven or something like that in a game where the Bulls won. Now you can look at the box score and and, and take away that Kobe wasn't impactful from this game just by purely looking at that at that metric alone. But that's obviously not true. He was really, really good. The way he was being pressuring the the defense and getting downhill with that improved dribbling ability that he's got, the way he gets into transition. Like all the things he was good at, he's just sort of amplified that little bit more um, because of his improved handles and the fact that his defense has come on, you know, even by five, 10, 15%. That's all he needed to really to do. Like just, just show me enough where you can stay on the court for 25, 26, 30 minutes a game. And if you can do that, then what you do well on offense can sort of be, we, we can lean into that a little bit more. So Kobe deserves credit for what he's done. And the way he sort of turned around, not only his sort of season, but the way he potentially has turned around his, his career as well. So, yeah, Kobe is just continuing that trend of playing really good basketball. And at the moment, uh, he's getting the, the love that he deserves. A few other role players that I wanted to touch base on tonight. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we've started to hear a little bit of murmuring from Bulls fans watching these games with us, watch a post game. Uh, you know, speaking of Kobe. With him playing better and Io kind of struggling recently, mm -hmm. does Donovan think about making a change there? Uh, I thought Io had a really solid game tonight. Mm -hmm. Not only did he take his turns putting the Warriors guards through hell defensively, um, but he was under control offensively. Yeah. I feel yeah. like there have been a few games recently where I was just sort of like a half a step behind or trying to go half a step too fast. Uh, while the Bulls are trying to execute their their looks offensively. Tonight, he just had a, a real simple 12 points and six assists, mm. but zero turnovers. Mm. Like, just give me that. Give me that on a nightly basis, Io. Give me double-digit points. Give me a bunch of good, clean assists, and keep that turnover number down. Mm -hmm. That's really what we can, I think, fairly ask of Io right now, Dave. That's it, and that's all you want from him. And, again, the competency was on display, and again, I, I give credit to Vooch on this stuff. I really do. Because he makes these things easier for guys, you know. Because even though he's a great facilitator, I think he's a good facilitator within, um, within the paint. I'm talking about Io. Right. Like he's great within the paint. He's an awesome cutter and slasher and a guy who knows where to spot up at also mm -hmm. as well, man. He's good without the ball. And I think he and Vooch, the, you know, the more they play together, the more they kind of figure those things out. But, yeah, man, I like it. I, I really liked it. Like the 12 points, the six assists. Like you said, the five and nine, but just the fact he hit two of those three, because again, he had been struggling. 
uh, from three. Uh, so the fact he hit two of those out of five was awesome. But yeah, he played uh, within himself. You know, he didn't try to force anything. Like I can't, I can't stress enough how much I didn't see them force anything tonight. Like I didn't see anybody just trying to put their head down and do it. I saw it those last two games. They definitely were trying to force a bunch of stuff. Uh, everybody, <laughs> they, they all were trying to force things. Um, but Io, it was just, it was much smoother and it was much easier. And even when he did make a mistake, he would make up for it on the defensive end by just making a good defensive play or making the right pass or making the right read. He did a solid job you know, out there tonight, man. So I, I, it's just good to see. Honestly, it's just really good to see. Yeah, Dave, you made a great point there. And uh, I, I don't want to gloss over it because it's like one of the reasons like if you want to say the bull should play with through vooch more one of the main reasons why that should be is because he makes the game so much easier for someone like io for example like if you want to run high pick and roll with vooch have him involved in so many more possessions getting more touches like that's very helpful for guys like caruso and io whose offensive game themselves is dependent on a lot of guys like they're 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 not obviously guys that are going to do stuff off the bounce necessarily they're not going to run many iso plays for themselves they're very dependent on who they're playing with now if you stick them in pick and roll with vooch if you're trying to get vooch more actively involved in pick and roll get him more touches in pick and roll then that makes the game very simple for for io and caruso because they can sort of just dump off the ball very easily to that next guy who is then going to connect the rest of the offense when hopefully you've got someone on like the the other the opposite side where vooch can uh, sorry where levine can catch and shoot so that point that you made there dave where connecting io with vooch like they formed a really good combination last season. Yeah. We we didn't uh, like towards the back end of last year. The Bulls were obviously losing a lot of games. It was probably something we weren't focusing on too much because this team was sucking at the back end of last year. But like if you want to game make the game easier for Io for Caruso for the role guys, then that's a really good argument for why you would want to have Vooch involved more in the game because he does probably more so than any other player on this team make the game easier for his teammates. So. Irrespective of Vooch, like finishing plays, that's probably the best argument I think I could think of of why you would want the ball in Vooch's hand more because he actually gets more guys involved and makes it easier for for guys like Io who didn't have to have turnovers tonight because when he did have assists, it was for very simple, uh, you know, simple plays to Vooch in the post or off pick and roll. So that's a good point that you made there, Dave. Uh, I see Gio asking in the comment to the Bulls shoot over forty percent from three again tonight. Looked like everyone was efficient, uh, just shy. Eight, uh, 38 and a half percent, a.k.a. 15 of 39. But I'll take 15 of 39. You right. know what it is? It's shooting nearly 40% at a normal number of attempts for an NBA team in 2023. <laughs> um, you know, like the Warriors bested the Bulls in that category, to no surprise, 21 of 51. That's right. The Warriors launched 51 threes um, for just over 41%. But the Bulls made up for it in other elements of the game. They got to the free throw line more. They were more efficient scoring inside. They also, you know, uh, got the Warriors to turn the ball over 20-something times and scored 30 or damn near 40 points off of the Warriors' turnovers. Mm -hmm. The Bulls found a way to win without winning that three-point battle and without Dave's magical 40% stat. And uh, and one quick thing on the three-pointers, because I wouldn't be me if I didn't say it. Zach was one of eight. The only one that he hit, man, catch and shoot. (laughs) The only one that he hit tonight was catch and shoot. Um, (laughs) Also, as far as uh, giving shout-outs to some role guys tonight, I thought Caruso and Jones also gave this team really good minutes. Caruso in that starting lineup while DeMar is out. um, So I guess a bit more than, you know, your typical Caruso role guy off the bench role until DeMar is back. But... We saw a couple of really rough Caruso games in this recent stretch where I don't know if it was still the ankle bothering him or whatever, but like his mm-hmm. game was just off. It was chaos, but it wasn't the controlled chaos that you want from Caruso. But tonight, back to his very familiar role of the team high, plus 24 and the plus minus column, right. just doing a little bit of everything. 12 points, even knocked down a couple of threes. Good for him. He did hilariously miss a Caruso layup in only Caruso <laughs> ways that are, you know, possible in the laws of physics. Yeah. But that miss allowed Vooch to get the tip in. Right. That was his 42nd and 43rd points of the night. Yeah. Uh, but Correct. nine boards and seven assists for, for Caruso. Chipping in in a lot of ways. Nine rebounds from Caruso. Yeah, man. That's huge. Colossal. Colossal stuff, man. Like, he, he did all those little things that we love him for. 
And he was on the ground. On the ground, of course. Constantly. Constantly. Every time I looked up. The excitement he he had when he locked up Steph Curry and made him travel. The excitement he had in his face when he did that. It was awesome to see, man. But and Derrick Jones Jr., like I can't say enough about Derrick Jones Jr., what he's been these past couple of games for the Bulls. Not just this one, these past couple of games. Mm-hmm. He has been consistent. And he he showed again the elite uh athleticism with a couple of those dunks, which was just absolutely insane. Um, but I just like the fact that he has the confidence to take the three-point shot. You know, he didn't hit him. He was 0 for 1, but it was the right shot to take. And I was like, yeah, just do that. You know, yeah. I, I'm just excited about yeah. that. You know, within the rhythm of the offense, he did that. Seven points, uh, one rebound, three assists, uh, and a steal. Yeah, that's what you want from your bench and player. One of those three assists, when he was driving down the paint, and saw Io wide open in the corner, yeah. and Io cashed what was a pretty big three late in the game as the Bulls were maintaining that separation. Mm-hmm. I, I, I watched the replay. I was like, "Damn, that was a hell of a pass, Derrick Jones Jr." <laughs> yeah, man, he did a good job. And that one steal he had was against Steph early on in the game. That first quarter, which led to that dunk. So yeah, great game by by both of those guys, man. The Bulls, the Bulls bench definitely came to play. Yeah, Caruso one rebound and three assists shy of a triple double. So, I mean, we, we can talk about O's playmaking, Zach Levine's playmaking, but the way the way Caruso was playmaking at a pick and roll in the transition tonight was really, really effective. But coming back to the, the three-point thing, like Caruso as well, like six three, three-point attempts tonight. Like that's not a thing that we typically see. Like he's usually around maybe two or three a game, something in that vicinity. But just quietly this season, he's, he's pushing his way back up to like 40% from the three-point line. So again, not high volume, not necessarily something you can count on, but... Uh, you know, shouts to Caruso for for getting his shooting game, get uh, improving that aspect of it uh, more generally. But like, his shooting is kind of emblematic of the team shooting, and like that this game was very similar to that. I, I guess like the team tonight, thirty nine three point attempts. Caruso had six of them. Guys, I got some trivia for you. How many times this season have the Bulls uh, shot more than league average in terms of three point of attempts? So the three point, like in terms of averages, uh, the league wide three point attempt rate is is thirty four threes. In a, in a game, how many times do you think the Bulls have had uh, more than thirty-four threes this game, uh, this season? Oh man, Ooh, man. in forty-four games, games so 40, far. Yeah, how many? How many of those games have been seven? Thirty-four. I'm gonna say seven. Seven. I'm gonna. I'm gonna you, go. Matthew, I'm gonna go even further down and guess five. Five. That, the, the correct answer is eight. So it's still a small number, but um, you, Dave, you were close. How many? How many times? Have the Bulls had 39 or more threes? So they had 39 tonight. How many times have they had 39 Ooh. or more? Now that's probably like three. I was going to say, <laughs> I'm sticking with five or going lower. Yeah, that's probably Because I know yeah. that they've chucked a bunch. That win that they got, I can't remember who against. I know one of their wins against Milwaukee, they shot a bunch, like 40 yeah, plus. Yeah, early on. Yeah, they um, did. Uh, yeah, but I'll, I'll, so that's I'll, the only I'll, game. I'll stop you there. That's the only game they've had more threes this season than tonight. 39 ah! threes tonight. The only other game they've had more threes was against the Bucks, where they had that impressive win where they hit 18 threes, yeah. 42 three-point attempts in that game. So wow. I guess That's what I'm saying scene. is when their role guys can shoot like this, like we, we understand Zach didn't necessarily hit him. He had his eight three-point attempts. But when guys like Caruso can get up three, oh, eight, oh, sorry, six three-point attempts, it sort of really does help the team in terms of just generating those extra looks. And again, it all comes back to what we sort of started off with. When the ball is going to Vooch, when you sort of like keep spamming that Vooch-Levine pick and roll, ultimately the defense will start to, to, to understand what's happening here. They'll start trapping Zach or they'll start guarding uh, Vooch a little bit differently. And when that happens, that's when you need your role guys to step up and to take these threes. So for Caruso to have six threes tonight, uh, Io had five th- three-point attempts like... Pat had his five three-point attempts. Like, that's what you need these role guys to do. So the fact that they took them and made them, this is what we need to see more of. Indeedy. We got to take another break, and then hopefully on the other side, we will be joined by our guy, Will Go Gottlieb. Yeah. Uh, Mark, thanks for popping on and chatting with us for the first two-thirds of post game. Everybody, okay. make sure you're following Mark on the Twitter machine at MK Hoops mm. and reading whenever he writes for us at allchgo.com. Mark, have a wonderful start to your week. It's already the future. It's already Monday over there. You're already. It is. It is Monday. On to the Pistons game. Mm. You're already getting ready for it. It's already ready. Well, I'm already getting ready for it. But um, I hope you guys have a safe and uh, safe and fun trip while you're there. I'm sure you, you will. And uh, very much looking forward to this Paris game and very much looking forward to what uh, 
you three crazy three crazy people are going to be doing it abroad hopefully uh they don't uh revoke your visas or revoke your passports or anything of that or anything of that nature so be on your best behavior please we will does that go for joey too though can he get some of that <laughs> well look I'm, I'm confident that young joseph will be a good and fine citizen <laughs> but uh you will and matthew i, I don't know i don't trust you guys <laughs> Mark, if, uh, if I fair. happen to run into a certain uh, Bulls beat reporter, I'll be sure to uh, give him your love. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> See, this is what Mark K talking about right here. Hello to KC Johnson for me. I'm, I'm assuming yeah. you're you're <laughs> All right, Mark, we'll talk to you soon, buddy. Have a good one. <laughs> Mark K, everybody, MK Hoops on Twitter. All right. Um, while we're reading y'all one more ad, do us a favor, hit that thumbs up button if you're watching along with us on YouTube. Mm. Tonight's episode of Post Game brought to you by who else? DraftKings. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top rated sportsbook, our official betting partner at CHGO, an official betting partner of the NFL, NBA. We got more wildcard action in the NFL wildcard weekend still on deck and currently going. Um, I think uh, I think the Giants are beating the Vikes right now. Mm. Ooh, 24-21. It's a close one. Mm. Uh, late third quarter. Giants clinging to a three-point lead. Come on, Giants! You can do it. You can do it. You can do it. Send Kirk Cousins home. <laughs> but if you have faith that the Giants are going to hold on to this win, make a live bet right now mm. on DraftKings Sportsbook because you have faith that the G-Men are going to knock out the Vikes. G-Men! To kick off the road to Super Bowl 57, new customers can bet just $5 on DraftKings to get 200 in free bets instantly. Plus, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat bet each day of the wild card round this mm -hmm. weekend. Today, we got another night game on deck. We got Monday Night Football tomorrow night. Just place any NFL bet of your choice, and if it loses, you'll get a free bet back up to $10. Ooh. Action so good, why bet the NFL playoffs anywhere else Ooh. trick question you shouldn't so sign up with an account on DraftKings Sportsbook and when you do be sure to use that promo code CHGO mm. to get that incredible offer of five dollar bet on any NFL wildcard game for two hundred dollars of free bets instantly mm. only at DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code CHGO DraftKings king of the night gentlemen I wonder who this could be no brainer I think it's the guy who had a career high tying 43 points Yay! and his what was it ninth consecutive double double tonight I believe they said on I the broadcast yes I saw the 25th right. overall yes. this season correct. with those 13 boards four assists and four steals both yeah. were hounding the Warriors tonight all in shout out to our king of the game DraftKings king of the game Nikola Vucevic I love that look at that 18 of 31 is wild. You know what I mean? Like, that's your center out there. Like, the fact that he has this in him and he can do this is, again, what Marquez is so frustrated about. Like, how come you guys just don't do more of these things? Mm -hmm. So, and again, I know he's not going to shoot 31 all the time. We understand that. He's not going to get that. But his shot attempt should be more. These things should be more occurring for him, man, because aren't too many centers better than him in the league. They're just not. Uh I, we have a fascinating development here in the comments. Oh, developments? People, people are showing Joey some love, as they always do in the comments, because everybody course. loves young Joseph. Young Joseph. Yes, right. Uh, George Spath is in the comments saying, don't sleep on young <laughs> Joseph. That's right. And our guy Mark K popped in the comments to say, George, please tell me you're Joey's dad. <laughs> George Spath is no comment. <laughs> What's up, Dad? Thanks for watching. Hey, Joey's dad. See, see you in a little bit. You, you got a good kid here. He's a fine young man. Fine young man. Fellow, fellow Greek, Mark. Fellow Greek for us. Oh. Hey. There we go. You can talk bulls with us anytime, George. That is true. I'm sorry, Mr. Spathis. That's right. You George, have George, George. Respectable. No Mr. Spathis. No Mr. Spathis? Y'all don't do the misters? Oh, we do misses in my family, bro. We, we don't do first Mr. names. Mr. Mrs. We don't do first names. <laughs> George for me. That's that's what he prefers. Although I, that's what he prefers. If that's you cool. called my mom Mrs. Peg instead of Mama Peg, I think she'd be mad at you. Matt? Okay. Yeah. yeah. I dare someone to call my mother father by their first name. I, I dare you. Uh, young Joseph, I believe we have a couple of super chats we need to get to. That's true. While we are waiting on the uh, goats. says, this team has officially broken my brain. Only thing that makes sense now is the pizzazz. Yes. The pizzazz always makes sense. That's right. Now and forever. Get you one. But I agree, Hayes, this season has broken my brain. Get you a pizzazz, ladies and gentlemen. McBaconator says, just came here to say I've always thought they should extend Vooch, and I hate this team. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. 
feel like McBaconator always says that. This is a win. This says is something love. reasonable, logical, a good basketball take, <laughs> and then, and I hate this team in all caps, but I feel you, McBaconator. Yeah. I understand how frustrating it is. Stacy was talking about it at the end of this game as the Bulls had a W wrapped up against the Warriors, and yep. yes, they're not like the... You know, they are the defending champs. They don't look as formidable of a team as they were last season right. uh, compared to now this season, but they're still the freaking Warriors. They and they were, they, the, they were the health. Like, they had all their pieces. Yes. They were all out there playing. Steph was playing. Clay was playing. Dre was playing. You know, um, Poole. Oh, I guess Wiggins. So no, Wiggins played. What, was he out there? I, thought, I remember Man, seeing Wiggins out there. I feel like he Let just didn't sure do anything. I don't. Yeah, he was just. He was just. Uh, yeah, he was out there. Eleven points, five rebounds. Played twenty. That's why minutes. I don't remember him playing. Yeah, he was out there, man. No, they had those were the, boat. those were the Warriors. Warriors. Those were the Warriors, but they are terrible on Not the road. Not good on the road. They are horrific. We will on take the road. We will take that gift and all twenty something turnovers, which you got were also that right. Gifts. Thank you very much, man. Like at first you weren't concerned about it because you're like, I got the Warriors to get that together, but no, it's a thing. Yeah, you're forty plus games in, man. It is a thing. They are horrendous. On the road, and I don't know why, but thanks for being horrendous tonight. <laughs> I really appreciate it because even though they were horrendous, you still walked in feeling like mm-hmm. this. Nah, this ain't for them. After watching those last couple again, this ain't. And this is why they're like, we. I hate this team. This is yeah. why they're saying these things, man. Uh, we got another super chat from Odiza mm-hmm. who said, "Matt, can we get a hat throw of frustration for all of us being right about Vooch's misuse?" Ain't got to tell me twice. I mean, you know, ask and you shall receive. Got to give the people what they want. Although, I'm feeling mostly good right now. Is that a hat, Joey, in there? Is that what that is? Yeah, I got to change the color of it. Okay. It's too red. It blends into the background. I'm trying to figure out what this is. Okay, I see it. It's not even playing right now. It's supposed to, like, move. Is that the olive branch you've tossed in there, too? It was just like a... All right. Getting fancy? All right. Yeah. One more. We got one more. (laughs) We got one more. Stop. From AK, of course, Stop Bulls it. win, beat Nets, Celtics, Heat, Sixers, lose to Wizards, Thunder. Bulls over Warriors makes sense. Yeah. Hey, yeah. plenty of sense. Plenty yeah. of sense. Plenty of sense. Shout out, AK. Appreciate you always hanging out with us, sending us some super chats. You are a gentleman and a scholar. Is it that time? Uh, I think I heard a dingling <laughs> from, a, from a goat-like creature. <laughs> what? Why are you laughing at? That's the sound it makes no. when he calls in to the link to join the live stream. <laughs> yeah, all right. Ding-ling. Okay. <laughs> okay. William, it's Will the Go Golly, everybody. Dingling from a goat. Thank you, <laughs> thank you, Will. What? Thank you, thank you, Will. <laughs> You've heard the sound. It sounds like a little dingling, like a little ring. I actually, I actually don't. Well, I guess I've heard him when Mark joins, but yeah, I'm, I, I don't hear it on my end. Oh man, that's the best I can describe. That's the best you can do. Best description you had. Huh? All right, everybody, okay. follow cool. Will on Twitter. At Will underscore Golly for all of his Bulls insights. He joins us now live from the United Center. Of course they beat the Warriors, right, Will? Makes perfect sense. Mm -hmm. And as we were discussing earlier before you hopped on with our guy Mark K, just a flawless kind of performance from Nikola Vucevic tonight. Yes, of course they beat the Warriors, who are four and now I think 17 on the road. And the Bulls are really good against good teams and really bad against bad teams. So the recipe adds up um for some reason i thought that you know that streak would break not the case uh yeah i mean booch what a game 43 points i can't really believe it like it didn't even seem like they were really force feeding him at all he was getting his baskets in the flow of the offense but i do think just without demar there kind of clogging up the middle he was able to get a little bit more time a little bit more space to make his move um but yeah, the, the scoring was great. The three-point shot was great. I thought the passing out of the post was really good. So just overall, great game from him. Obviously, the 43 points grew high, which against uh, which matches a game they had against the Bulls in 2021. Um, but just really complete performance from him. Oh, Will, I, I feel like I need to give you a, another opportunity here to discuss the <clears throat> defense of Alec Jacoby White that he was playing uh, tonight and also with the offense, sir. But... Just another awesome game from uh, Kobe White on both sides of the ball against this team, man. Like, it feels like he's found his comfort zone uh, so far this season. Yeah, he looks a lot more comfortable. It seems like he's reading the game a lot better. Um, I mean, if you're talking about defense specifically, like the way he's staying attached on screens, the way he's staying engaged off the ball, that's just stuff you weren't seeing in the last three years. So huge improvement from him there. 
But I think overall, just the ability to read the game at a higher level seems like the game's really slowing down from him. Um, we were talking with him post game. We were talking to Billy about it. His um, his handling obviously has gotten a lot of attention, but like the way that that has impacted the rest of his game because of how he plays sort of outside in, right? Like the threat of his three point shot is going to draw hard closeouts. And now that he's got such a good handle, he's able to shift his way into the middle of the paint. And because he's reading the game faster, that's allowing him to recognize when he has an opening for a layup or when the help is coming, where to throw it out to. So I think it's just like all of these things kind of coming together and you can really see it. I mean, he looks so much more confident. He's not playing, you know, out of control speed, but he just, he's still making like the right plays and, and playing with pace, but now understanding how to change paces and not just having one gear. Saw another game where Zach Levine didn't necessarily have his outside shot falling for him, but he got to the line early, often, and at will. Another 14 free throw attempts for Zach tonight. Any further updates on that weird comment he had after the loss on Friday about like his hand injury? He played through it again today. It seemed like there was some sort of uh, you know missed signals as far as what he said it was with like the you know the torn ligament or whatever. But whatever it was certainly isn't preventing him from, you know, attacking, getting to the basket and getting to the free throw line tonight with his 27 points. Yeah, I think there was just some confusion in the wording. Uh, the team and Billy made it clear that there is no uh, torn ligament, that that is a ligament capsule that has been bruised. Um, it's in his knuckle, which is giving him some trouble, obviously shooting the ball, but uh you know, basically just like a lot of swelling around that area. And they did some imaging, no, no fracture, no torn ligaments. It's just a matter of like controlling the swelling at this point. So just uh, kind of lost in translation there, but got it sorted out and a little bit of a sigh of relief, I think, just because that kind of sounded scary. Oh, Will, it was good to see uh, Alex Caruso's game be reflected in the box score. Uh, as well as what he does on the floor. Because we know he plays a game that is not box score reflected, like the impact that he provides. But it was good to see this, especially after the last couple games that he's had, uh, the 12 points, the nine rebounds, and the seven assists, along with the two steals, and just the awesome defense uh, that he had on Steph Curry this evening. You, could you expound on that a little? I mean, you kind of hit it on the head. He was just like – I mean, I think without DeMar in the lineup, there's going to be a little bit more – stats to go around, right? Like you're losing 25 points per game. You're losing six assists, six rebounds. Um, Caruso's defensive numbers and like the advanced metrics and all that stuff are always going to look amazing. But the fact that now he's able to use those opportunities to get out in transition, um, the fact that this three-point shot is falling, I think at a lot more of a consistent rate. Um, and, and you just saw him bringing the ball up every time and sort of initiating the offense. So he's handling the ball a little bit more. The usage isn't like 5% the way it was. Uh, the last few weeks, which is just like, you know, PJ Tucker levels. Uh, so it's just, I think it's, uh, again, like sort of combined opportunity, increased volume, increased efficiency, all happening at the same time. Um, and yeah, kind of good uh, good tryout for the Warriors if, if the trade talk wants to continue. Uh, last one I have for you, Will, and then uh, we'll see if uh, Dave has one more, and then we can get to some some goonage. But um, we were talking earlier about how uh, positive an impact Derek Jones Jr. had in this yes. game off the bench tonight, and this is yet another game where Andre Drummond was a DNP yes. coach's decision from Billy Donovan. Uh, we weren't sure if maybe in that previous DNP it was matchup-based, but another DNP for Drummond tonight. A anybody ask Billy about that after the game, and what were your thoughts on just how useful Derek Jones Jr. has been recently? Didn't hear from Billy about it, but, yeah, I mean, Dave knows. I love I love a small ball lineup, and they've been running that with Patrick and Derek at the 4-5, and it just looks really good. And I think it is matchup-based to a certain extent, but, like, you, you think, you know, Warriors are playing small ball. They've got their, you know, Poole, Clay, Steph, Draymond, and insert power forward here. Um, but they were running that lineup against the starters when Kevon Looney was in. And so I think there's maybe something a little bit more than just, you know, we'll, we'll go small against other small lineups. And it looked really good. Uh, I think better in the first half than the second half. They kind of had some d defensive collapses there when the Warriors were making a bit of a push. But, um as we, as we always kind of say, it's just like it's a different 
it's a different pitch. It's it's a bit of a curveball, a changeup, and uh, you get out and run. And Derek's looked really good. Like he plays well out of the dunker spot. Uh, I think he got fouled on a three point shot. He gets out in transition. He had a couple of monster dunks. So it's just like it's dynamic. And again, we saw a pretty poor performance from Andre Drummond a few games ago, and he just hasn't gotten back into the rotation since. So uh, we'll see how it goes. But this Javante Green injury has sort of opened the floor for Derek Jones, and he's really taking advantage. Anything else, go, No, no, we can, we can go get it. Let's go get it, sir. It's goon time. Let's goon it up, son. Goonage! Goons oh, has. man, it's been like a week. It has. It's been a while. I miss it when we don't win. Man, oh. I'm glad I called that guy. Oh, goon stuff. Wait, I thought it was more. That's it. Allow me the pleasure of introducing you to Blade Laser. There we go. Now we official with it. Goon of the night. Feels so good to give this away because it means the Chicago Bulls won. It does. That's what it means. I have a guess as to who your goon is. Please, Matthew Peck. And I am going to award my goon of the night to who I think maybe you are going to award yours to. Mm-hmm. Dalen Terry, Ooh. who checked in for less than a minute of garbage time. Yes. And could have just held that ball. Yes. Running out the shot clock, uh-huh. which, you know, there was only a remainder of, what, six or seven seconds yes. after the shot clock violation. Dalen said, no, I'm putting this ball on the floor, putting my head down, getting to the bucket, and I'm getting me two points. He did. And I loved every second of it. That is some goon. Dalen Terry is my goon. I, I like your mindset, sir. Uh, Will, your goon tonight, sir? I mean... I feel like I have to rethink what it means to be goon of the night for a guy that got one minute of playing time to to get the award. I was probably going to go with Vooch because he had 43 points, a career high. And I still might. I think I'm going to go. I, I I can't go in another direction with that. It's got to be Vooch for me. Got to go Vooch. Joey? I got Vooch too. You got Vooch also? Okay. Goon of but the I, night. I respect the pick from, from Matt Pack. One minute. Oh, I, I respect it very well. Goon of the night goes to... Alex Caruso. That's who's getting this belt tonight, sir. All night long. Heck of a game. The man who this pretty much was named after <laughs> right here. He was flying around. He was, it was, and it was just one play for me that, that solidified it. When they were running at half court, he went head first on the floor, got the ball, tossed it over the I.O. to get him to, to continue the possession. They go back down the other way and they score. I saw that. I said, there it is right there. There's your goon of the night. Plus the defense he was playing on Steph Curry. He was getting on his damn nerves and had that man in jail. It was it was all right. He he was taking over as the warden tonight for Io the Superman. But, no, Alex Caruso was gooned up, and it was fantastic. Sir, you are the goon of the night. Congratulations on getting the belt. He's like Ric Flair. He's like a 15-time champion when it comes to goon of the night, man. It's yeah. amazing. I love it. Do, I mean, have you ever felt the need to actually name it the Alex Caruso Goon of the Night Award? No. All the awards and the bowl game, everything has like everything a really long has name to it right. now, you no. know? We are unsullied yeah. by okay. those names, sir. No, it will be Goon of the Night because it is for you, the people. <laughs> <laughs> you like that, Joey? Back to like the that? bad like pain that? impressions. Like that? <laughs> yes, I love Joey that. Joey liked it? Joey liked it? You it? <laughs> uh... Will, before we let you go, uh, before we let ourselves go and get out of here, have you packed for Paris yet? You ready to go? I have absolutely not packed, but I am ready to go. That's okay. <laughs> Neither have I. It's on my to-do list when I go home from the studio after post-game. Dave, have yeah. you packed? No. Joey, have you packed? Good no. thing that we have tonight and tomorrow morning. Yes. Because right around now, 24 hours from now, mm-hmm. what is it, 6.08 p.m. Chicago time, mm-hmm. we will be... Getting up to that cruising altitude of 30,000 feet. A mm. little less than an hour into our flight to Paris, France. It'll be fun. In man. case you missed that memo, CHO Bulls, we are on our way to Paris tomorrow to go hang out in Paris, hang out with our fellow Bulls fans in Paris. Yes. Go to some cool Bulls events, some NBA events, uh, including Bulls Pistons mm-hmm. in Paris, Thursday, January the 19th. Mm. Uh, see our, our friends over at C Red UK in the comments. Hit us up. We're going to meet up. Anybody else in the comments watching this who plans to be in Paris anytime between Tuesday and Sunday of this coming week, 
get at us yes. and we will get at you as well anytime we're on our way to go somewhere do something we will let you all know make sure you're following along with us on twitter chgo underscore bulls mm. in addition to our personal accounts hashtag chgo in paris yes because we're, we're gonna, gonna be, be doing paris. shows there like also we're gonna be doing shows of we're course. gonna be releasing vlogs mm. it's gonna be a lot of content we're gonna be there for a week and we're gonna put out five shows yes we are per usual yes, lots of are. content coming mm-hmm. in your face can't uh, wait. Cannot wait. Cannot fun, wait. Man. Will, get some good rest tonight. We will see you at the airport, sir. Uh, Joey, don't forget to pack all of your, uh, I don't know, what would Joey forget to pack? Ooh, that, ooh, wow, that's a Oh, great shit, I forgot. I was going to do a whole graphic of our packing list. Maybe we'll do it on Twitter later. I've got okay. one of my all Samsung right. Galaxy Notes right no, now. No, <laughs> it was more like, it was more like satirical packing list. Well, like he, Big Dave's would be like grapes. Couldn't remember go. that. Water bottle. grapes. Water, <laughs> water bottle. Couldn't remember that. Wills would be water like. Water bottle, yes. Clearly you're forgetting all kinds of things. Hair gel. Hair gel. <laughs> I love zero um, hair gel. We are going to hit the ground running. Our flight arrives in Paris early Tuesday morning. Yeah. By Tuesday afternoon, one of the first things on our to-do list slash itinerary. Yeah. We're going to hang out with our pal Ayo. Yes. We're going to catch up with Ayo Sumu. Just hanging out in Paris. Maybe sit down, have a cup of coffee, maybe a crepe, and do crepe some walking two. around Paris yes. with our guy Ayo DeSumo. So uh, should be fun, man. Keep in touch with us for that. For Will, who is Will underscore Gottlieb, Joey at Joey Spathis. Shout out to Papa Spathis hanging out tonight in post game. Big Dave is at Bow, BWL Sports on Bulls <laughs> underscore Peck. We are off tomorrow, travel day. We will talk to you all from Paris on Tuesday. Uh-huh. See Red be good. Bonjour. Peace.